You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Hello and welcome, or welcome back if you've been here before. I hope everybody is well. It's another hot day here in Sydney. Woo! <laughs> uh, it's nice and early in the morning. I was hoping that there'd be no traffic. Uh, I was wrong. I think I mentioned last time we caught up, I was going to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Post Malone concert. Um, so that was a few days ago now. Uh, it was good. Post Malone was fantastic, as usual, because he's awesome. Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm, I don't know. It was a bit rough. <laughs> it just, yeah, wasn't where it was at for me. It was a little bit, um, a little bit annoying. Anyway, um, it was good. Post Malone did an excellent job. Oh, he's so good. He's such a good performer. He's just such a good guy. So yeah, that was fun. We got to wear our custom made shirts that had Post Malone on them. So, um, super fun. Today I wanted to do a lighter topic. We're going to talk all things urban myths and legends. So you guys know I love this shit. I absolutely love it. I love things that kind of leave you going, ooh, is that real or are we just like making shit up? So anyway, I'm going to give you a couple of stories and um, hopefully they make you think and you be the judge. Have you guys heard about black-eyed children? The black-eyed children urban myth has been around for quite some time now, and uh, it's claimed they've probably been around since the 1980s-ish. The black-eyed children are kids, or they resemble kids, usually between the ages of 6 to 16. They have pale skin, black eyes, and they are often hitchhiking. They're trying to get into your house or into your car if you happen to be in a car. There are lots of stories that have been shared online and they all are very similar in nature. Children with black eyes, they're completely black, no pupils, anything. Anyone who's encountered them reports that they have this overwhelming feeling of dread or like something else is going to happen. Besides the fact that these kids have blacked out eyes... These children look and appear as relatively normal. Sometimes what they're wearing is a little questionable. Sometimes they're wearing unusual or outdated clothing. And some people have reported encountering creatures or black-eyed children as having talon-like feet. Conspiracy theorists believe that the black-eyed children are aliens and they're trying to reach out to their version of earth demonologists believe that they're children of the devil himself and if you let them in you're allowing the devil to enter your house or life the original story 
on the Black Eyed Children came from Brian Bethel, who is a Texas reporter. So he tells two stories, and I'm going to share them with you today. Bear with me, the first one's very... uh, They're not long, but uh, just bear with me as I try to get the story down nicely in his words. In the snowy town within the middle of nowhere of Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. Our parents will be here soon. May we come in? The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they let the boy and girl inside. The children settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa, which I think we just call like hot chocolate here. And the husband asked them questions that were left unanswered. So the wife returns to the room and notices that her cat was scared and very angry at the children. The husband then says, oh my God, did you see their eyes? And then shows her a handful of blood because he has a nosebleed. The power suddenly went out and the house turned as dark as the children's eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall, uttering, our parents are here. (laughs) The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and slender. The wife waved, but did not receive the same friendly gesture. The two men and children then drove away together in a car. The power comes back on. And on they go with their life. Throughout the next week, weird things happened in the house. Three out of four of the cats went missing and a fourth was found dead in a pool of its own blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and went to the doctor and he was diagnosed with a form of very aggressive cancer. After this, no one knows anything about the couple. So creepy. I wouldn't let anyone in. I don't care who you are. I fucking don't care who you are. I wouldn't let anyone in. No, just just a firm no. <laughs> um, especially not kids. Kids are creepy. <laughs> the second story is the one that I think I found first many years ago that kind of left me super intrigued. So I believe this encounter is from Brian himself. So the first one was obviously... A story Brian was told, but I believe the second story is about Brian. So, Brian has an interaction with these kids. He um, is going to pay for his internet services. So, this is back in the early 2000s, I think this was. And he kind of described that payment for his internet services needed to occur via a Dropbox. And there was a Dropbox near a video store, and he would often go there Um put a check in an envelope and then pay his internet services that way. This wouldn't be that out of the norm for that time. Um, A lot of the times checks were issued for lots of different stuff. So he's sitting in his car, he's driven to location, he's sitting in his car and he's working out his documents. He's writing his check, he's getting everything ready to go put it in the Dropbox. Just as he's about to step out of the car, he hears a knock on his window. And there's two little boys. So boy number one was a little bit taller than boy number two. He was wearing a um, like a hoodie, 
hooded uh, t-shirt pullover, I think they call it. Um, we just call it a hoodie here. He couldn't see whether the kid had shoes on and he had olive coloured skin, curly hair, uh, medium length hair. The second boy had pale skin and freckles. He seemed to be looking around quite nervously. He was dressed similar, had a hoodie on, um, and his hair was kind of a pale orange colour. So he rolls down the window very slightly and says, yes. And then the first kid says, hey, mister, what's up? We have a problem. His voice sounded like the voice of a young man, didn't sound like the voice of a child. Brian's thinking, something doesn't feel right here. I don't know what it is. It doesn't feel right. And then the kid continues with, you see, my friend and I want to see a film, but we forgot our money. We need to go to the house to get it. Want to help us out? He says that he was about to say no. And then this, the kid pipes up and goes, come on, mister. Now we just want to go to our house. And we're just two little boys. Again, Brian's hesitating and trying to work out the best way to say no to these kids, disengage and just move on with his, with his evening. Again, the child, the main child says, come on, mister, let us in. We can't get into your car until you do. Just let us in and we'll be gone before you know it. We'll go to our mother's house. At that point, the first child locks eyes with Brian and he realizes the kid's eyes are completely black, like totally black. He became super frightened and he said that he felt that was written all over his face, which he felt was not a great position for him to be in. Obviously, the kid seeing this knows that he's completely frightened and might use this against him in some fashion. Again, the kid says, come on, mister, we won't hurt you. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. The fact that the kid says that scares the absolute shit out of Brian. Brian kind of interpreted that as, well, we don't need a gun to get whatever it is we need to get done. He notices his hands kind of going to the gear shift and the little boy starts getting super angry. And he says, we can't come in unless you tell us, okay? Let us in. Brian puts the car into drive and just fucking books it out of there. He talks to some friends later on and they're like, yeah, we've heard of similar encounters. Um, and if you'd let the kids into your car, it probably like would have been all over for you. Like you probably would have died. So yeah, are they real? Are the black eyed kids real? Like, yes, kids are creepy and weird. But are there such a thing as the black-eyed little creeps? Like, you know, are black-eyed children a real thing or have we just created something uh, to amuse ourselves? <laughs> yeah, kids just worry me in general. Um, they're usually out of control, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I tend to believe it because there are lots of different encounters similar to this. Lots. Even if you go online, you type on, you know, type in black-eyed children you'll see an abundance of stories and encounters and similar so if you're interested google it the car story always freaked me out because I'm like what if I'm alone and something similar happens so anyway, it's always freaked me out okay this next one's weird so the death of Jeannie Safin okay the like 
is this an urban myth, the premise of this story? I'm not saying, um, did this woman really die? Because she died. But the method of death, is that real? Okay, so Jeannie Lucille Safin was born in 1921. She passed away in 1982. She's a British woman and it was said that she died by fire. So Jeannie was actually born in London and she had some birth defects that led to some mental handicaps which reduced her ability to function and she was said to be uh, similar to a young child as a result of those disabilities. So she's 61 years old at the time of her death. On the evening of the 15th of September, 1982, she's sitting at the family home. They're all there, all the family. The father and brother-in-law are there, and Jeannie was just sitting with the dad in the kitchen. Jack was looking away as her brother from Jeannie. All of a sudden... All they see is Jeannie burst into flames. She So they called an ambulance and then she was treated by paramedics. Um, she was admitted into hospital, transferred to the burn unit where she was treated until her death. And she was said to have died from bronchopneumonia due to burns. Eight days after she um, burst into flames. With this story... All the family members and friends um, said that this death was spontaneous human combustion. But a coroner did the report, Dr. John Burton, and he said, there's no such thing. It's not possible. So Jeannie's case itself has been seen as an example of spontaneous human combustion by paranormal researchers and authors the son-in-law was also there on the evening and he recounted that at the time of her death she had flames coming from her mouth and she was making roaring sounds like a dragon. The father and the brother and the brother-in-law that were in the kitchen at the time claimed that there was nothing lit in the kitchen. There was nothing alight. It was just a completely normal kitchen. They were just sitting there as a group. The weird thing is... The dad claims that Jeannie's clothes were actually unburned and there was only uh and there was no smoke damage to the kitchen. So that they're also of the belief that it was spontaneous human combustion. Can someone catch a light? Because this is a true story, guys. This is a true story. Can someone actually burst into flames? Because according to the research that I've done, it's not possible. There are no scientific explanations for spontaneous combustion. There's nothing that's been held, um, that's been watertight enough to hold up to that scrutiny. It just doesn't exist. What the hell happened? Are we dealing with something weird like spontaneous human combustion or are we dealing with something more sinister, i.e. the three men were in the kitchen, did something happen... Like, is there something else going on here? And I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't even born in 1982. So I have no idea. But can someone just catch a light? There was a second case reported from the 1800s. I had a bit of a look into 
the issue with that case was nobody saw it. So it had similar type of outcome. There was a, a woman, she had um, a maid, I believe, who lived with her. The woman goes to bed. Um, she doesn't get up. The maid goes in and finds basically the woman's ashes of her body burnt to the ground. And nothing else was burnt in the room. There was no evidence of flames or whatever it might be. It was just literally just a pile of dust. But no one was there to see it. So again, did something more sinister. And, you know, like something else might have gone on. I don't know what. Because apparently her clothes were not burnt either. Just the body. I don't know, guys. Can someone just catch on fire? Lucky last is the story of the devil's footprints. So this is this is quite old, but in 1855 and the night of the 8th to the 9th of February, there was heavy snowfall. A series of hoof-like marks appeared in the snow. The marks measured about four inches, which is 10 centimetres long, three inches or 7.6 centimetres across, and they were roughly 20 to 41 centimetres apart on the snow. They were also single file. So they went two. It was just one. One hoof. Okay. <laughs> What's even weirder was it was reported that these marks were present in 16 and 160 kilometres. So they went on for that length. Houses, rivers, haystacks, and other obstacles were traveled straight over. Footprints appeared on the tops of snow-covered roofs and high walls, which lay in the footprint's path, as well as leading up to and exiting drain pipes as small as 10 centimeters in diameter. Many explanations have been rationalized for the event. So there's all these rationalizations. Some investigators are very skeptical that the tracks really ran for that distance, you know, 60 to 160 kilometers. And they sort of said, but who could have been able to follow that complete journey in a day at that point in 1855? So there's a lot of skepticism around this one. But... um. The best, the best that they can come up with for these really long trails of hoof prints were hopping mice. Aren't mice small? How would they make these massive hoof prints? That doesn't make sense. Kangaroos? I don't know if that makes sense either. They've got like two legs. So therefore you'd be seeing two next to each other as they jumped. Or badgers. I don't even know what a fucking badger is. But I'm pretty confident it's not going to be able to do any of this. So what do we think? Um, people claim it was the devil and he was just traveling through the evening and he was investigating, probably looking for someone to hang with. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know. These older stories, you kind of go, well, how much truth is to some of this stuff, you know? So I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh these are all allegedly true. Uh, <laughs> I'd be interested to know what you think. 
I love this stuff. So anything that is in this genre um, that kind of has me questioning stuff around, you know, is this real or fake, is stuff that I absolutely love. Are these true accounts of super, super creepy shit? (laughs) Or are these just some fun stories that we've shared? Okay, let's leave it here today. Thank you for joining me. Hopefully these three little stories are interesting. Maybe you'll go off and do some more research and determine for yourself, are these stories remotely real? I don't know. Okay, so in the meantime, you can hit me up on my socials at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast.outlook.com. Drop on my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. Drop by my TikTok, Dr. Ames Kelly. Drop by my vodcast, exclusive to Spotify, under Aesthetic Vibes Podcast. All right, that's it. Catch you later. Bye.